Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did I tell you that we relaunched our TV podcast that is now called the Prestige TV Pod? We did it in time for Succession, which is launching in October. But there's so many good shows this fall. We got Yellowstone and Billions and Insecure. We have The Shrink Next Door. Is Mayor of Kingstown going to be good? We're going to be breaking all of it down. The morning show season finale. We are going to be here. Like, we're going to treat it like we treat the NBA playoffs. If there's a really good prestigious TV show, we're breaking it down in this feed. Check it out. The Prestige TV Pod from the Ringer Podcast Network. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Whether it's taking all your little ones to their sporting events or everybody getting together and taking a ride to the beach, the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure. With features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or... Standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. I'm potting. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here, Roger Bell there. No guests this time. Just us. Just the vibes. Um, Ra, so we were had our little pre-pod meeting. And um, we talked about a lot of stuff that probably mm. we will talk about probably later in about maybe this pod. I don't know, man. We'll see. But after that pre-pod meeting, I told you what I wanted to talk about today. And you immediately said, let's fucking pod. Let's pod. Um, I was at the Warriors-Blazers game yes, last night. It was just a wash, man. Like, Steph was chucking. We had a running tally among media members how many uh, threes he would hit last night if he would break the record. Right. Um and guess who won that tally? It was it was all the media members and also all like the, this this any official around the organization. Guess who won that shit? You got the dub. Raymond Ritter got the dub because Raymond of course he did. Ritter, of Raymond course. Ritter got the dub because it, he had he had Steph going seven of seventeen from three point range. And he, he went six, six of 17? seventeen. He had mm. six of seventeen. So of course, and Raymond, you know Raymond was juiced on that one. You know he was he was he was he was gas on that one. So you know, let me just say something real quick. Let me just say something. What's real quick. up? You What's spend up? so much time with people when you're in an NBA on an NBA team, um, yeah. And and the people that work with the team, um, it's corny, but you really do know people inside and out because you're with them that much. Like you got you just you have the vibe. Like you know, all right, yes, this is what it's going to look like. We talk about this all the time. It's really a community, especially on a local level, right? Because I know you, it's, it's, especially when it comes to media and, and teams, local media and teams, where you got, you know, y'all, y'all go at us and we go at y'all. But at the end of the day, we're, it's a community, you know, it, it is, that's all it is. It, it really all is all it is. So, um, yeah, but last night was boring. 
uh, to take off, to just, to, just to keep it a stack. Like, uh, nobody was playing on the Blazers. Um, no, uh, Steph was chucking and bricking. He was shooting like me. Um, but Damian Lillard spoke uh, at shoot around yesterday. Um, he's injured. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that's really in our wheelhouse, in our bag right now, Raja, about the back and forth between, um, you know, is Dame Lillard going to stay in Portland? Is Dame Lillard going to go to Philly? Is Dame Lillard disenchanted with the coaching staff? Is he disenchanted with Chauncey Billups? All the, all this stuff, everybody got something to say about Dame. And so, you know, it was shoot around uh, yesterday. Um, there was only a couple media members. It was me. You know, Roz Golden Wood was there. You know, we had like a local Cron, um, Cron Four reporter was there, and um, you know, we just talked. We had like some FaceTime with Dame. I was asking him. I asked him. You know, how does it feel? This is one of the first times you are in trade rumors and in things like that, and even the the thought of disenchantment. You know, of you in the organization, and I want to. I got quotes. I, I I made sure I made a transcript of this because I want to run this by you, Raj. We'll we'll just dissect this this um this this interview and this this availability um throughout this pod so i asked him straight up man like how does it feel you're not usually in this type of stuff we don't really see dame even you know talking about these types of things and being in these types of rumors so i asked him what's it like and he says um you know i think this summer when i was more outspoken than normal or usual about wanting to have a chance to compete in us making changes i think people looked at it as a typical thing like he's going to ask out and all these things. But I was in contact with the team and they knew my true feelings. And I think because of that, now that we're off to a new start and we're struggling, we have some commotion around our team. Everybody's just speaking on me. Oh, Dame's asking out. Dame is just waiting to see how it goes. Dame this, but I know the truth. I'm not asking for a trade. I don't know how many times I got to say it. It's gotten to the point in this era where people can write stories and say things. And I heard this and that. And because of who they are, people take this as credible, that this is probably true. Me, on the other hand, I don't feel like I got to defend myself against that and come out and challenge everything that people say until I'm asked about it, because I know the truth. I sit in the office with Chauncey Billups every day, and we try to find solutions. And I'm dealing with these people every day that I walk into our facility and try to find solutions. So why would I try to find solutions if I'm planning to exit? That's not what's going on. I mean... Made a compelling, there's more to it, and we'll get to that in a second, but made a compelling case, and he is talk, speaking out. There was two reports that came out this week, Raja Bell. There was an athletic report that reported some discontent between the players and Chauncey Billups. And there was also an ESPN report, and I think you're going to laugh at this, Raja, that said that Damian Lillard needs to sell the Blazers in order for him to get a two-year extension. On his contract, Damian Lillard has to sell the organization on getting a two-year extension. Sell them to other free agents? Like he's got to be... No, no. He has to sell himself to the organization in order to get an extension. That's Damian the Lillard. stupidest thing I've ever heard. Damian, Damian Lillard. Um, That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I, don't, you, I mean, I, my, my question to you clearly came off as stupid, but it's because what you said was so stupid that it confused me. That's just... Yeah. That's asinine. What, what did Stephen A. say? Ask a nine, ask a 10, ask a 11, ask a Ask a whatever that. you want it to be, yes. 
I just want you to just respond to all that. Let's let's just let's have a conversation, Roger. I don't even have questions down right now. Let's just have a conversation about what's going on right now. When you hear what I just told you and laid out his comments into the reports and to all that, what do you have to say to this? And let's have a conversation. There's a lot to unpack here. So I'll, I'll try to do it, but bear with me and forgive me for if I get lost in in thought. Let's start with Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups is just learning how to do this job. Chauncey Billups has, Billups has been successful at just about everything he's touched. Um, you know, and 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 things weren't necessarily given to him in in terms of being a player. He had to learn, right? He had to had to fail, get up off the mat, figure it out. And so even if he were to not be great off the bat, and I'm not saying that he isn't great, I'm just saying that if he were not great, I have the utmost confidence that Chauncey could figure that out and learn and grow quickly um, and get to a point where where he would would need to be. I don't I don't think it's a Chauncey issue. Now, could you convince me that Chauncey's style, um, because of the way he came up in the NBA, the coaches that he played for, the hard nose, no nonsense. This is the way it's got to be done. Almost second second run of the bad boys type of mentality on his championship teams. Like he may speak another language than those young cats. Like I deal with that as a high school coach, and I don't mean to draw a parallel, but these young cats are just different, so they don't respond to the same stimuli that we did. You could you could maybe tell me that. I don't know that that's true either, but maybe you know maybe you could sell me on a little bit of that. Again, I think Chauncey's a smart enough dude and accomplished enough to learn and figure that out. Um, the Blazers are are a, a great place to play Portland in general. It's a really cool city. They got a great fan base. Um, it's one of those places that you you love to go play as an opponent. Never played for the Blazers, but just looking at they they don't ever seem to really get it right in terms of personnel. You know, it's another team that, you know, you've got these pieces and you've been kind of right there. You've almost been there, but you've never really gotten it right. You know, Neil O'Shea out. You got Joe Cronin in. I don't know whether he keeps the job or if he's good enough. And this all brings me to my bigger point. It's about Dame. Yo, Dame, I appreciate your stance, brother. I know you don't have to defend yourself. Yeah, people got your name in their mouth all the time. It's what people get paid to do. I'm not reporting that Dame wants out or anything like that. What I'm saying is I want for Dame Lillard and the greatness that is Dame Lillard for him to get the hell out of Portland. And I'm sorry. I don't mean any disrespect to the Portland fan base. I don't think there's anything wrong with the Trail Blazers. I just don't think that he is going to get the type of support that he would need to get in his prime to take a real run at a championship in Portland. And so for him, this thing had nothing to do with what Dame wants. I hear you, Dame, like soldier. Like I, I, I think I know the cloth that he's cut from. I, I seem to understand from everything he puts out what type of dude he is. I got respect for that. Like I, that's a stand-up dude. So no, you don't want out. But as a big fan, I want you out. Now let's get let's let's go into the part of because you've been a player, you've also been in the front office. Let's dissect these 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 articles that are coming out, right? Let's just dis- dissect this. And it's no disrespect to anybody that wrote these articles. I just want to say that. Just want to cover my butt, but I just want to do this and kind of get you know peel the curtain back because you've both been in the front office and you've also been a player in these things. When you see reports like this, and I also think, I mean, with the Chauncey stuff. Well, is there might might there be discontent? Probably, but also it's December and dude, you your GM, the person that hired Chauncey, is gone, right? right. He's inheriting a roster that probably doesn't fit what he wants to do, 
right? And he want and he's trying to coach through that. Um, I think uh, KO, uh, KOC Kevin O'Connor had a great thing on. I believe the Void talking about the changes in defensive um, defensive mindsets from this team and like how they're trying to play defensive sets. They're trying to go up on the screen and trying to do these different things. I, all that's fair and well, but it comes to a systematic change of your scheme. And when you do that, what's going to happen when you try to drastically change something? There's going to be pushback, bro. But we also know that that could be out of context. When you just say something is disenchantment, you're not saying anything. You're not saying tangible examples. You're just saying there's disenchantment at that point. So I think that's a bit unfair, at least at this particular time. We don't know the full scope of that, right? On any given roster, Logan, at any given time, there's disenchantment. There are people that are disgruntled. Even on good teams, on great on teams. E- on every single team at every single moment. On great teams right now and throughout history, there's a guy sitting on that bench not playing as much as he wants to that's fucking mad about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's feeling like I should be playing more. That's getting screwed in his mind. And so by the definition of that, like, that's going to exist all the time. So I agree with you. There's no utopia in the NBA. There's no utopia in life. And so when you when I see that, I'm like, eh, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not disenchanted. There's, there's nothing, no, no beef, um, because the people who reported it are, are really good at their job. So I'm not going to say that they're not wrong. I'm not going to say that they're not, they're not right in their reporting. But I just say it could be a little out of context, right? And then you see the other one, the ESPN article, where it says Dame has to prove that he's worth the money that he or the extension that doesn't make any sense because Dame Lillard, other than Bill Walton, Dame Lillard is Mr. Blazer. If you really got like he doesn't have to prove anything. Um, but when you see those articles, what does that mean to you from a front office standpoint and from a player standpoint? What does it tell you when you see an article like that? Because Dame has always been on record saying, if I ain't say it, um, if I didn't say it, then one of the things that he said, I'm just going to make sure because I have the transcript right in front of me. He says, anything that I would say to somebody, I would say it to I would say it to front office. I would never say nothing. I would never speak out to both sides of my mouth on this. So if you ain't heard it from me, it ain't happening. So how do you when you see those two articles of others oh, disenchantment, but on the other end, he has to prove to get in his worth to get an extension. What does that tell you from both a, a front office standpoint and then um, a player standpoint? Usually when there's smoke, there's some fire. So, yeah. you know, you got you got what what you have going on with Neil O'Shea or had going on with him. Like we have to we have to also talk about it, it was a little messy when Chauncey got the job. Right. The situation yep. was a little sticky. There have been a lot of rumors even prior to all of that taking place about Dame one and out and whether this team needed to make a big move to get where they wanted to go. And could you bring it? it I. I I believe it's really messy behind closed doors. And when you start yeah. hearing people, you know, put out articles about disenchantment, I think there, I think there's something there. Now, I don't know to what degree. I don't know what players or what parties are involved, but I mean, Portland seems a little messy internally right now. If I'm looking at it from the outside, that's just my, that's just my they take. They don't got their shit together in house. They don't have their shit together right now. Um, now, as far as having to prove <laughs> that he's worth the extension. I, I don't know who wrote that article. I'm sure they're a great journalist. So it leaves me uh, one of two conclusions. One, um, you're not as good as I think you are. You weren't really sourced on that, and you made a bad call. I'm not saying either one is true, right? But yeah, the 
The other would be someone with inside that organization leaked that to you, right? And that's about as asinine as, as a comment as I've ever heard coming from a front office about a player, the ilk of, of, of Damian Lillard. So I got to try to figure out which one of those two things is true. If you're asking me, I would say it's probably the latter. Because I don't know what journalist comes out and writes something like that without really being sourced on it and having their having their eyes dotted and T's crossed, Logan. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. How does a player think when it seems like I'm not going to say that the the article I'm not I'm I'm on the same line as you. Like if they got that sourced, right? Which I believe that they did from some side, do you as a player do you feel like do you feel like you're getting maybe bullied or do you feel like you're getting like not bullied but maybe that you're you're getting targeted on this thing. Something's coming that something's coming your way that you probably weren't expecting and that there's like there's maybe it's just bad vibes right now. It doesn't feel good. Do you? Would you have rather something like, "Yo, man, can you get my side of the story too?" Like it seems like you're getting a side, and like you could hit me up and see what's up. Um, Do you I, feel that way? Maybe, maybe the third possibility that I didn't really factor in could be that maybe the source is Lillard's camp that feels that way about the way he's being treated by the organization, right? Like the way they're mm-hmm. making us feel is that Dame is going to have to convince them that he's worth the extension. So those would be the three you know, possible scenarios. What I would say from sure. a player's perspective is when people write stuff like that, first of all, you, you shouldn't be focusing on what's in print or on the TV. Again, we talk about trying to just have these blinders on and being about our business. And But the NBA has gotten messier, 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 and now it's a soap opera. So it's hard, harder to do that now than it was when I played. But if Dame has this relationship that he says he has, the way you handle that is you go right to the source. Like you go right to the general manager. You go right to the ownership. And if you really have a question and want to concern yourself with that and and you can't really focus and do your job effectively because this is looming over you, then you go have that conversation like a man. Like I always felt that's the best way to handle stuff. Like some people call me confrontational, you know, still to this day. I don't really want confrontation or conflict, but I want to get that shit out. Like you let me know how you feel. I'll let you know how I feel. If our relationship is strong enough and we disagree and we're mad at each other, we'll get over it. If it's not strong enough, this shit wasn't meant to be anyway. Kick rocks. You know what I mean? Like, I, but that's the way you handle that. Hey, man, listen, this is, this, is, this is the report. What's up with that? Yeah. Look, look the man in the face. Now, sometimes you don't get what you think. Like I told you, I, I asked a dude straight up one time. They asked me if I wanted to trade in Utah. I told them I, I did not want to trade. They said, I, well, we assume that you're going to ask us for a trade. And I said, no, you've assumed wrong. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to trade. Like, I can, I can work here. Like, there was a mistake made, you know, a lot of that on me, some of that on the other party. I was like, but I'm a big enough man to sit here and, and, and admit that. And I can work with him moving forward. 
if he can work with me moving forward. And if he can't work with me moving forward, let me know now and I'll ask for that trade. But as far as me wanting the trade, I don't. And they looked me in the face and said, the, the, the other party said, no, I'm fine. I can work with you. And then they buried me. Right. So like, you're not always going to get the right answer, but that that's another conversation about people's integrity and shit like that. But the way you handle that is you go ask the source and you have a man to man and hope everybody's, you know, keeping it a buck with each other. Yeah. And, and on the athletic story, um, there was one of the things that I, I, I want to, um, I, I want to get your take on this one. So also on the athletic story, it says that Dame would really like to play with Ben Simmons, right? Would mm-hmm. really like to play with him. And that would require, as we know, it would require a trade, to uh, trading CJ McCollum. I know there was a, I know they reported their athletic reported that uh, the Sixers just basically asked for the house, just the house, the baby's in the house, <laughs> the refinancing, all the shit, everything. They asked for all of that, including CJ McCollum though. What do you think of, cause you know, the first thing see, we've seen this with um, superstars in the past where they'll be like, well, I want the superstar to come where I'm at. You know, I want the other, if you're going to trade, trade more where I'm at. Like LeBron has said that he wanted guys to come to Cleveland. They wouldn't come and right. things like that. What would you think? Do you think that one, is that feasible in your eyes that Ben Simmons goes to Portland and plays alongside Dame? And two, what is a more likely scenario that Dame is playing somewhere else by the end of the season or that he gets a Ben Simmons or gets someone to get traded to play with him? Because if he wants to, I know he wants to play in Portland. Like I just He wants to. What do you think is the most likely scenario? I think it's more likely that someone winds up joining Dame in Portland. I don't know who. I don't know how. I don't know how much they have to give up to get it done. But I think that's the more likely scenario because I do believe Dame to be a dude of his word. Like I, I believe it when he says he wants to be there and that's where he wants to play. I can have my own personal feelings about that, but they're, they're, they're just that. They're mine. They're not Dame's, right? So I think... I think Dame winds up getting someone or they find a way to get someone uh, to play with Dame. As far as CJ McCollum goes, one of my favorite players in the NBA, it's not CJ's fault that this shit isn't going to get over the hump as currently constituted. Like, it's not his fault at all. He's one of the pieces that gives it a chance to do it. But if you have to move that um, to acquire enough talent to get you over the hump, I think you probably have to do that if you're the Blazers when push comes to shove, right? Like, you've got to... You got enough of a sample size now, and and I hate to do it. It would I would do everything I could to avoid having to give that up, but you might have to. But now, if you have to sell the farm to get Ben Simmons just to bring him in to play with Dame Lillard, that doesn't get you over the hump either. No, they need pieces, right? Like I look at their roster right now, and I don't mean any disrespect to anyone on the roster, but it's not good enough. I it's not know. a good enough roster. The fact that I think they were like ten and 11, they were they're hovering around five hundred right now. You got I don't I don't know the, the record, but they're hovering around five hundred right now, and that's a credit to just how great Dame is and great CJ is. But like I looked at the roster without both of them on there. They have Anthony Simons, who's really good. I really like Anthony Simons, but like they I their roster just isn't. You saw it last night. The Warriors were. Steph was throwing up bricks and throwing up air balls. And you ne- it's one of those games where you never thought that the, that the Blazers had a chance, even though they, they were within striking distance the whole whole night. Because they were, you know, it was one of those te- games where the other team has cardi- does cardio. It, it was just a hard team to watch. Let me ask you a question. I do this. I do this. I mean, I, I like Anthony Simons too, right? Yeah. And some of these players, I'm not, let's take Anthony Simons out of the equation. It's not even about Anthony Simons, right? We talk about these teams and we need more 
and more talent on these teams. Like, do you know what I mean? We need people. Yeah. 10 points a game, nine points a game. Um, unless you're just a hellified lockdown defender and you're supplementing with, with, you know, nine points or 10 points on limited shots, they become threes that stretch the floor. Like those pieces help you win championships. A, a, a 10, 11 point a game score that's volume and don't play no D that shit don't help you win championships in a lot of, in a lot of instances. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's a difference in, and so I like, I like Anthony Simons as a player, but you need more players that are going to come in and play a definitive role in terms of defending, supplementing offensively, keeping the floor space. Like you, you don't need guys that are just can get you a bucket to the tune of 10, 11, 12 a game. Like that's, I mean, they're good to have, but you got to have other pieces. I, Anthony Simons is great. You need more. Yeah. No. And also like you need, I, what I've learned, you know, it's not all about scoring, man. You have to have people that, you know, help the helper and shit like that, what? you know, and, 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 and guys that re, like kill on the minimum guys, you know, and you gotta, it's, it's all encompassing. It's, but to say all that to say, man, it was, it is another scenario I'm going to throw at you. And I'm going to, this is the story I'm going to tell you, you, um, and I know you are a hip hop head and you're, so you're going to appreciate this. Irv Gotti was at the game last night. Hmm. You know, he was chopping it up with Mark Jackson before the game and things like that. And Dame comes over, you know, because, you know, legend, you know, hip hop legend. Right? right. You know what I'm saying? You want to say what's up? And, you know, Irv Gotti, Irv Gotti's going to sell something. And Irv Gotti was pushing hard to get Dame to the Knicks. Hard. He had the Tims in the air. Come to New York. What's up? What's popping? Mm. Mm. You know, we need you in New York in the mm. garden. Dame was, you know, doing the laugh off thing. You know, he didn't really, he was, he wasn't doing, but I'm just saying it was right there. It was, we need you in the garden. Ra, we know you got all the affiliates in New York. We know you got, we already know you plugged in. We already know you tapped in in all the boroughs. We already know, we already know what's up. Do you want to see, where would you want to see Dame? Would it be in New York or where would it be? Where would, I, I would, I would, I would love to see Dame in New York. I just saying, I would love to see Dame in New York. I would love to you, see him in the garden. <laughs> Where would you want to see him? Is is would you want it? Would you want him to be you know Irv Irv front row? You know Spike front row with the Dame Knicks jersey on. When you go to Madison Square Garden as a player, the energy in that building is like it's unlike the energy in any other building. Now Staples has an energy of its own too, but it's yes. different. It's not like it's not like the Garden. When you go into the garden, you feel like you're on a stage, you know, like when you go to Staples, you feel like you're, you're at an event, right. And you're, and you're in that bad boy and you're performing, but like it, you don't really get the feel of being like on a stage, like Madison square, you're on a stage stages require stars. Mm. They need stars. And so if you ask me if I'd like to see Dame Lillard in a, in a, in a, in a New York Knicks jersey. Fucking right I would like to see him in a New York Knicks jersey. That's a star. That's a superstar. That's that is that is the type of energy that a building like that deserves. Now, you know, it's a bigger conversation than just bringing Dame to the garden. Like what do the Knicks have to give up? They got a really nice squad. I'm not squashing or or trying to uh uh, uh 
marginalize anything that any Nick has done. Shout there. out, like shout out RJ Barrett, uh, RJ Barrett, Facts. shout out RJ Barrett, shout out Obi Toppin. We see you, we see Word. you, Orange yeah. Blue Skies. Randall, we see the vibe. Julius, like all of y'all balling. Like I'm not, and so I'm not. Coach saying, Tibbs doing Tibbs, a great job there. Yeah, bet. but they're also missing a piece. Yep. They're missing a piece. Let's just keep it a buck. Like they're good. They're really good. But you're missing that. You're missing that guy. And so to answer your question, yeah, I'd love to see Dame in a Nick jersey on the brightest stage in the NBA. I don't give a damn what anybody says. Like, yes, the Knicks haven't won anything, but that garden is a it's a it's a production, bro. You were on a stage. And so Dame would be great on it. But if you had to, if you had to give up everything to get Dame. You're back in another organization that doesn't have a great track record of being able to find the pieces to put around you to help you get over the hump. I'm going to just be real, though. Oakland dudes don't like that much attention, man. I don't know. I don't think it's I wouldn't. I don't think it would happen. I don't think it would happen, bro. I want I want it to happen, but I just I don't see it, dog. I don't I don't see it. Personality and fit is another conversation like you might you would know that better than me. Right. Like, but yeah, I know he's a but performer. I want it, but I know I want it. He's, a, ki- he's a killer. I haven't seen him on a national TV game against against a contemporary or a, or a rival that he hasn't stepped up to the plate and performed. Like personality, be what damn, if he hits a, a three? What if he like does the Paul George three? Remember when he waved goodbye? What if he did that at the Garden? What if he did that at the Garden, man? No, what's what? What's the Garden thing? What is it? The Bing Bong? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Bing Bong. Bing Bong. It's not even. That's a no brainer. It's a. It's a. It's a slam dunk. Sorry. It was so corny, but I had to say it. It's it it just makes sense. But you know, I I mean, yeah. This this all goes this all goes back to me to to Portland over the last five years and trying to get it right. There's there's some respect that I have for their front office and the people that have been in charge there for sticking to your guns and really believing in the vision and almost trying to will the Dame CJ combination to 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 a championship trying trying to get the recipe right around them it's just i don't I, i've always said this and i don't mean any disrespect i don't know how many teams have won championships with two small guards like that 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 neither one of them is hella defensive minded and they're both brilliant offensively they're stars in their own right but I think they held on to that a little too long. I've said this on record. I thought I I thought they should have moved somebody a year ago, a year and a half ago. It's tough, man. Let's take a quick break. We'll have story time arrives when we get back. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's 2 for $5 chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month. 
just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20 for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. All right, and we are back. So the pre-pod meeting we were talking about, um, Roger, how should I put this? Uh, Talking about team realtors and how they be fucking the game up for <laughs> new uh, for new for for people that get traded and people that are signees to teams and yep. either they overprice you or they put you in a neighborhood where you ain't got no business being in. Yep. Raja, what can do we do need a PSA now a PSA message for team realtors out well, here? N- no, because like NBA teams have all evolved. Like my last few years in the league were a time where some people had taken a step into like the next century of the way a, a, a organization should be run. And some people were really <laughs> dragging their feet on doing some of the things that needed to be done to support the team, right? I'll say no names on that. But um, what we started talking about were these cool areas to live in the Bay, right? And, and, of course. and where people, and so it got me to the point of when I got traded to Golden State, I can't speak for right now. I can only speak for what they had in place then. That particular realtor, Amongst a lot of realtors that I had dealt with because I had been traded and I had signed with a lot of different teams, they were at the bottom of the list because they yeah. only showed me. <laughs> See, most realtors in the NBA, because you're dealing with guys that make as much money as they do, they will start on the high end of the scale and you will have to tell them, no, nah, well, you know, it's just me. My family's not moving out, so I don't need nine bedrooms or or, or 15,000 square feet. So let's scale back. And you keep scaling them back until you hit a sweet spot. The, the person in Oakland was like, yo, I'm going to take you to this like 800 square foot, two bedroom for you, your wife, and these two kids. And oh, by the way, a lot of crime takes place right there. Rah. They told, <laughs> when he told me where they were trying to put him, it was five minutes from where I grew up. And I was like, I don't want to live over here. You shouldn't as an as a as an NBA player. <laughs> absolutely not. Like I've where they told him, and I, I don't. He didn't tell me the street names, but the general area. There have definitely been. We've gotten stories. Both of us have gotten stories of NBA players getting robbed around that, that in that part of Oakland. And when he told me that, I'm like, what the what, Raja? Why do? Why are they trying to do you like? Were they trying to be cheap? What the fuck? What were they doing? Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know other than maybe they weren't really prepared for me to come out. Like I'm, I guess a realtor has to have a little bit of time, know someone's coming out, know their background and then go look for like places for them to live. But like when I left there, I told my wife, I was like, look, I don't think you guys can be able to come out here. Cause if this is all they really have to offer, like I was left feeling for a whole day, we saw a bunch of apartments like that. And I'm like, I mean, I'm 30 some years old. I'm like, yeah. man, Oakland. This all Oakland has to offer. Like, damn! You said, you said, is, you said, you said, I ain't going back. I no, ain't going back. and you guys, and you guys can't come. Like, there's nowhere safe for us to really, you know, be. And these places aren't big enough for these two little boys that are that are like yeah. five and four. Like, we just we we can't do it, right? And so, um, it's okay. Like, once I had enough conversations with the people and told them what I was looking for, I wound up in Piedmont and Jason Richardson's old crib. Um, and and it was it was perfect for us. But but like. You know, like, it's just funny when you go around with different different realtors and, and different spots and the pressure that it is 
to find a crib. Like these are just little things that NBA What's it players. Like? You told me another story. What's it like for like NBA players to go to new cities that are kind of rough and tumble? What 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 are the vibes like when you when you're in one of those cities, especially in the late '90s? What is it like for for you know a twenty something with hella money, but like you're not that far removed from my first you know. my first spot I went to like. There are different points in your career. You need different things from a realtor. So like my first spot, fresh off the 10 day, getting signed to Philly on the, on the, on the year and a half deal. I didn't know shit about areas to live or anything like that. So I needed some real tutelage and, and, and some real guidance. Like I didn't know what I was looking for. So the, the, the person who helped me at that point, put me in a place where I wound up getting robbed. Like, because that is not a place where an NBA player where should were you at? Where were you right? at in, in Philly? Where were you at? I was just off main line back in some apartments behind the Fridays off, off of 276 right there. Like, I don't know what it's called. Something green or something like that. That but don't sound, that don't sound. Uh, it was an unsafe the- place for me to be. And no one told me that. Like, so <laughs> I was promptly robbed. Um, but as I got older, <laughs> that mother, hey, listen, those motherfuckers saw me moving and they were like, yo, we got one. Hey, fellas, give it a month what we got him. But as you get older, like, you know what you're looking for and you can better articulate kind of where you want to be and stuff like that. But what I found interesting and what most people, I don't know that they'd be interested in it, but it's behind the scenes of NBA stuff. When you get traded, most times you're not happy about being traded. You know, there are times where like someone might be, but a lot of times you've developed like relationships. That's kind of like a family for you. And so your team sucks. You don't necessarily want to get traded all the time, right? You don't. Why would you? Yeah. Well, because a lot of, a lot of times you feel like it's an indictment on you, you know, and it's a life thing. You gotta, you gotta pick up your life and go somewhere you've never been before. I've told this before when I got traded from Phoenix, we had just opened a business and on a Scottsdale waterfront. Um, Mm. my second son had been born. I don't know three weeks prior to me getting traded. Um, So there was a lot going on in my life, right? And so I had to pick up and I had 48 hours to report to Charlotte. So, you know, you're now in Charlotte. You're a little salty. You got traded. You're not playing well off the bat because it takes a while to adjust. You're learning everybody's situation. But now the pressure is on to find an apartment. So in your downtime, the time that you would usually use to be like shooting J's so that you could actually make a J J in a game or diving into the film so that you could, you know, better run that offense, thus being, you know, a better piece that they traded for. You got to spend that like comb in the city with the realtor for like five or six hours a day to find a suitable living arrangement for you and your family. Cause you don't want to be without your two young boys and your wife. Like, you know what I mean? And so those are just things that, and then you got to call back to, to wifey and be like, yo, you got to have those conversations, stuff that you would probably be focused on basketball, right? Yeah, it, and it's not a complaint. Like, I'm not complaining about it. But right. a lot of times when you see someone struggle right when they got traded for that, like, two-week period of time and it just doesn't look like the trade was worth it or the player's not fitting in, you have to factor in. They got a lot of stuff like that going on behind closed doors. It's not just about yeah. playing it's funny on the you court. Said that. Uh, there was another athletic story that I read because I'm really into this Blazers uh, thing right now. Jason Quick wrote it. It was on C.J. McCollum. And one of the things that C.J. was saying, because, you know, it was another report that, you know, Dame would love to have Ben Simmons on the team, right? Mm-hmm. And so C.J.'s like, bro, I don't want to get traded, dog. I just had my, my wife is, I think I think either his wife is due or has just had a baby. He was like, I don't want to leave right now. It's through COVID and stuff right now. I don't want to go to a new place. I love, I, I've been here my whole life. Portland is home. 
Right. And so for that to happen, it, 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 that's what the mindset you're going through when you're getting traded. And then to have the realtor conversation is just, is just, it's just a lot to, to handle, right? Yeah, it's bugged out. And I'm, t- I'm talking about like Cleveland. We had a great, I mean, not Cleveland, but Cleveland, I had a very, really good realtor too. But, but uh, Charlotte, we had a really good realtor. Logan, this isn't like you're looking at five crib. Like I looked at probably 20 to 25 places. Like you're wow. spending hours every day when you got a little downtime, you know, and, and these and S- square footage, little, dude, little, little nooks, you know what schools, I mean? Schools, like what do schools, the schools yeah. look like? Like what's the community? Is it diverse enough for us to live in? Like, are you, you know, there's just a lot of shit. So, you know, I guess I would say all of that to say, man, when your favorite player gets traded to your team, if they don't look, even if they're not your favorite, then you just think they're a piece Cut them a little slack for like three weeks until they get their life balanced out because it's hard. What don't like? Why don't they like when they when we're good? Why don't they like us? Why don't they like what's going on? Why don't they like the team? Why don't they like this organization, the city, bro? I just got my life is upside down right now. Yes, my life is upside down for sure. Yeah, man. Well, damn, realtors, we come on, man, hold us down, hold them down, hold yeah, them listen, down. Yeah, listen, Oakland got a lot of good stuff to offer, man. Like. Realtors shoot high, man. Scale people back. That's what I say. Yeah, give, me the, give me the you good know, shit. Send the NBA players to like Montclair or something, bro. Don't send them to to to, to East Oakland in the in the middle of it. Don't don't do that, dog. Don't don't do that. But generally speaking, Logan, if I'm a, if I'm a realtor, I'm taking you to nicer shit first because maybe I'll get you to jump out of your price range. That behooves me. They yeah. to take you to some nice shit. Why would I take you to like? I right, we're gonna like any negotiation. I'm not shooting low. I'm coming no. in high. You gotta tell me Come no. In high. Oakland yeah, Realtors, shoot for the stars <laughs> with NBA players, with NBA players, not for normal people, bro. I'm trying to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Trying to buy a house one day. Um, but, Raja, we have news. We have news. We have some news. All our real ones out there, we have some news. Sasha, get the flex bombs ready. The real one of the week is now presented by Hennessy. Flex bombs, flex bombs, flex bombs. Hennessy is collaborating with the NBA to give a real look into the lives of different personalities, including one Russell Westbrook, friend of the show, and literally balling artist Victor Solomon and Hoop York City founder Alex Taylor. So I'll start this off. Real one of the week, Raja. You know we love our real ones out there, our real ones Mm -hmm. fans Mm -hmm. all out there. Just want to give a special shout out, real one of the week, to Jake from San Francisco. Saw him at the Warriors game. He tabbed me. He was like, yo, big fan of the show. Can I be real one of the week? I said, of course. What's your name? He says, I'm Jake. I say, who are, where are you from, Jake? I'm from here. I said, what's here? I'm from San Francisco. I was like, oh, damn. I am at Chase Center right now. My bad. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jake from, from San Francisco. <laughs> Keep listening, Brody. You said you're a long-time listener, so. Real one of the week, Jake from San Francisco. Who was your real one of the week, Ra? I have co-real ones of the week. Mm. Co-real ones of the week. Bill Belichick. Oh, yes. And Josh McDaniels. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not going out and saying that this was like the most unique and, and, and just brilliant coaching move of all time. But they kept it real when they said, we ain't throwing the ball tonight against the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. Nope. Stack the box, right? We Walk we everybody down. We don't give a shit. We're running the ball to the tune of 46 rushes. Their quarterback threw three passes in the modern era of football. 
He's one of the best young rookie quarterbacks in the game. He was the putting up Wyatt Tittle passes. numbers. He's putting up Wyatt Tittle numbers. Tittle, great reference. Mm-hmm. But Sorry. for that, like for sticking to your guns and being unashamed to be who you are and stick to that game plan, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, real yes. ones. Hey, I'm not going to... You know I'm, I'm from the Bay and I was groomed. I was grown up to hate the Patriots. Hate them. Hate the Patriots. Damn, I love what they're doing. I love Mac Jones. I love Mac Jones. And you saw Buffalo on Monday night. It was it was windy. Did you see the uprights were all yeah, over? That, yes. You know what I mean? You saw that? You knew it was freezing up over there. You knew it was, and that was football. That was football on Monday night. That's what it is. Run it down the throats. We're going to win this game. But they punished okay? them. They punished mm. them. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yo. Fuck it. Give me another flex bomb. Give me another one. Because the real one of the week was presented by Hennessy. In partnership with the NBA, Hennessy's new film depicts the journey of basketball to reveal the places the game can take us. Make moves that start movements. Hennessy, the spirit of the NBA. Discover more at Hennessy.com. Please drink responsibly. Imported cognac. Hennessy is 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Copyright 2021. Imported by Moet. Hennessy USA Inc. New York, New York. Hennessy is a registered trademark. Yo, we out here, Raja. We out here. Mm. We got that we yak. got a team sponsor. Should I yak? We got that yak. Dude, we got that yak. Boy, feel like Pinky. Boy, you made me spill my yak. <laughs> uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Real classy beverages. Everybody know that everything great out of Oakland has been sponsored in one way or shape or form by Oakland. You know what I mean? Marshawn Lynch's whole football career. Hennessy had a part of that. You know what I mean? Marcus Peters. Hennessy had a part in that. You know what I mean? Great things come from him. From him. Okay? We out here. So, real one of the week. Presented by Hennessy. (laughs) (laughs) And that has been another edition of Real Ones. This was the Thursday edition. Make sure you (laughs) will be here. Next Monday, make sure you check out in the meantime, Mismatch. Make sure you check out Group Chat. Make sure you check out The Answer. Ooh. Hey, Ra-Ra. Ra-Ra. Also, make sure you check out KOC's new Wednesday show on The Mismatch. Mm. And we have a new Ringer NBA Tuesday show with Tarks and J. Kyle Mann. Make sure you check that out, too. We locked in, baby. We got content for you all week here on the Ringer NBA feed. We locked in. Make sure you check out R2C2 with who? Roger Bell. Yeah, Vallejo legend. This the the Chris I clown, CC Sabathia. Make sure you check out Black Girl Songbook with who? Roger Bell. Town legend. Too much damn propaganda. I hate to do this in the middle of your name, Miss Danielle Smith, but she's a town legend, Danielle Smith. Mm, we in the motherfucking building. Holla! This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.